0: regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed welcome to another edition of bearing arms cam and company my name is cam edwards i'm so glad you're with me on the program today hopefully you had a great weekend i am uh, glad you're with us We've got a lot to talk about including what's going on with the uh, washington post their uh, new analysis of uh, some 50 odd years of gun ads <laughs> yeah they boiled it down to uh, Well, a select few, and uh, we're going to get into it in just a second. Before we do, however, speaking of uh, gun ads, in today's turbulent times, you need to gather tools that allow you to defend your family and the way of life that you know and love. My friends over at Pickett's Mill Armory are the folks that can help you with that. Pickett's Mill Armory is a veteran-owned and operated rifle company in Georgia, and they're committed to providing you with rifles with premium quality without the premium price tag. Their mission is to build you a rifle that gives you every advantage possible with 100% American-made components. Whether you need a tactical rifle or a hunting rifle, they have your back. And you don't have to settle for just as good anymore because they've solved that problem for you. You no longer have to buy a rifle and then buy parts to swap out. When you purchase your rifles from pmarmory.com, they come out of the box with high quality barrels, superior triggers, and other options that you can choose. When you think of Pickett Smell Armory, think of small batch coffee. They're not going to compromise their standards to turn out thousands of rifles every other month, like many other companies. So head over to PMArmory.com to find the tools you need to defend your family right now. That's PMArmory.com. So the Washington Post decided that it was going to. Uh, Uh, Well, in their words, see the ads and show the ads, I guess, used to sell the AR-15. Varmints, soldiers, and looming threats, how these guns have been sold. As the uh, Washington Post writes, an examination of the ads used to sell the AR-15 from the 1960s until today reveals how the gun industry followed social and cultural changes as it sought to broaden the appeal of an unusually polarizing consumer product. <laughs> yeah they say this analysis is based on a review of more than 400 advertisements catalog entries brochures social media posts and other messages produced by gun manufacturers and ad agencies many of the ads appeared in gun-oriented publications including american riflemen and guns and ammo and some have been cited over the years in lawsuits and federal trade commission complaints filed by victims of gun crimes and their families the washington post sought additional analysis from experts on the intersection of marketing and culture so more than 400 ads they looked at and, oh i'm sorry and Catalogs and pamphlets and brochures, whatever they uh, they only show eight. <laughs> Which right now, first of all, when we're talking about going back to the nineteen sixties, the first ad that they show is from nineteen sixty four. It's that Colt ad uh, you've seen. It's the first real, I think it's the first ad for an AR fifteen. Um, from nineteen sixty four until twenty twenty three, I mean, come on now, right? What what, what, what that that is almost. 60 years worth of advertising. So we're talking about thousands of ads, right, uh, that have run over the course of the 59 years. And the Post found 400 to look at, including catalogs and things of that nature, and then whittled those 400 down to eight (laughs) ads that they actually show. Now, I don't know why... It's not like, I mean, this is a, a, a you know, granted, if this is, we're talking about the print version, maybe there's a, a you know, a finite amount of ads you can show, but on the web, why not post that whole database? It seems to me like the Washington Post is trying to pick out what they believe to be the scariest, worst ads out there. But even then, I got to tell you, their argument that, uh, you know, gun manufacturers are. Misleading the public, I guess, or I don't know, but maybe uh, you know, trying to sexify up AR-15s. It just it really doesn't hold up. So this is an ad that they show from the 1970s. This was from 77. Uh, Common themes in early advertising of the AR-15 they uh, say included hunting, varmint control, and highlighting the weapon's military pedigree. Yes, because they're talking about its military cousin. Um, by the way, these are all things that gun owners have been. Talking about, yeah, for for decades, right? The utility of the modern sporting rifle as a hunting rifle, as a home defense firearm, uh, as a rifle for competitive shooting, plinking just for fun. Yes, modern sporting rifles are good for all of those circumstances. But the post says something changed, right? Whereas in the 1970s, they, I mean, they mentioned you know military cousins, but it was primarily about hunting. Oh, as public concerns mounted in the 1980s and 1990s about violent crime, manufacturers, according to the Post, drifted from a focus on hunting and outdoor imagery to emphasizing self defense and law enforcement themes. The shift coincided with moves by numerous states to expand the rights of residents to concealed, uh, carry concealed weapons, helping transform gun culture into one centered on personal protection. Studies have shown. Gotta, gotta have that. Studies have shown in there, right? Air 15 marketers started to adjust their depiction of what was on the receiving end of the barrel says the Washington Post. People, rather than animals, were the target that allows it to be sold as more of a self-defense weapon, particularly inside the home. And then to cite this phenomena, the Washington Post shows an ad from Colt, and I believe uh, this was in the 1980s, 1985. This is from a Colt catalog. And on the left, there are a couple of uh, police officers in their uh, 1980s SWAT team uniforms, uh, and the uh, header for the Colt catalog reads, new, the AR-15, you know, is now available in 9mm. And there are a couple of things that the Washington Post highlighted with this ad, right? So they uh, they single out, quote, the family of weapons used by law enforcement and military forces. Uh, they highlight the uh, claim that uh, having the AR in a 9mm platform, quote, eliminates hours of training and familiarization. My God! My God, they're just using the police to sell these guns to civilians. How awful is that? What they didn't highlight is this part of the Colt catalog page. Quote, it is the most practical way to broaden your police department selection of calibers while reducing the risk of confusion. So this was not even an ad. Again, this was in the Colt catalog. But who's Colt talking to? on this particular page of the catalog. Talking to law enforcement, right? It is the most practical way to broaden your police department selection of calibers while reducing the risk of confusion. Now, maybe uh, gun companies were using more law enforcement imagery in the 1980s to try to sell firearms. But the Washington Post didn't prove that. In fact, they didn't even really show it. What they showed is that Colt was talking to police departments back in the 80s, telling them, hey, you know what? You might like this AR-15 and 9mm. I, I, I'm assuming maybe there are some ads out there. You want to be like a cop? Buy this gun. Maybe, but if they're there, I would have thought that the Washington Post would have shown that ad instead of trying to deceive its audience. Um, then we get into Post 9-11. Uh, And the uh, military-themed imagery that the Washington Post says was uh, far more frequent uh, after the uh, attacks and in the war of Iraq. Uh, It's no accident. When you get to the 2000s, you're seeing people in uniform over and over again. Special operations ready to kill Osama bin Laden in 2011 was a key moment in the development, according to uh, anti-gun activists. And after that, quote, everybody wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Washington Post says gunmakers seized on the fantasy. In 2012, Daniel Defense produced an ad featuring a short-barreled rifle using a rail system for attaching accessories that the company says is designed for Special Operations Command. And then they show the ad, right? And then they, they highlight, military adopted. Now, again, what we're talking about here is a rail system, right? I don't know if the Washington Post writers know what a rail system is on a firearm, but uh, it 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 doesn't really have anything to do with a semi-automatic or a quote-unquote assault weapon, right? Um, and yes, that day of defense had, did say that the military had adopted this rail system. But this isn't what the Washington Post is freaking out about. They're not freaking out about rails, right? They're freaking out about so-called assault weapons. And um, in doing so, and in trying to help their audience freak out about it, right? I think that they have portrayed at least one of these ads, I would say, in a very misleading way. Um, and a couple of the others, I think they are sort of clouding the issue here, right? But again, what are they going for? Their, their goal here is to try to persuade their audience that, uh, my God, the AR-15 has been you know marketed like uh, just a bunch of barbarians out there, right? And you got to get this uh, weapon. If you don't, uh, the world's going to come to... And what they're showing is maybe a change in the uh, concerns of consumers, right? But I haven't seen anything in the ads that the Washington Post put out there that I think is anything other than a response to changing consumer demand. Uh, It is true. Violent crime was on the rise in the 1980s. 1970s too, really, but uh, 1980s, early 1990s, I mean, that was the peak of violent crime in the United States. So is it any surprise that self-defense concerns would be more prevalent in terms of uh, advertising? No, if you're a gun company and you want to reach your potential audience and they're concerned about self-defense and personal safety, well, that's what you're going to talk to them about, isn't it? But to the Washington Post, I guess gun companies should just shut up. They, they shouldn't be allowed to talk to customers. Uh, and if they do, maybe, you know, you just uh, no no pictures, right? Uh, maybe no no catchphrases. Just like the old-timey advertisements from like the 1850s. Now available for sale, a fine selection of uh, modern sporting rifles available at your local gun store. That's We're not going back to those days. But there's nothing in these ads that the Washington Post highlighted. The eight out of, you know, some 400 that they looked at. Uh, that show the firearms industry marketing guns to uh, you know five and six year olds um, telling people, "Hey, you know what if if you don 't own this uh, modern sporting rifle, well guess what 's going to happen to your family i mean again there 's this idea implicit in the Washington Post reporting that these ads were somehow strong arming Americans into buying AR15s and other modern sporting rifles. And I just don't think that's the fact. I, I think it's the other way around. I think that um, again, as these guns have been around for decades, and they have become more commonplace, they have, in large part, replaced the, or at least they haven't replaced the sort of you know traditional hunting rifle. They have at least taken their place alongside um, those traditional rifles. Modern sporting rifles are the most commonly sold rifle in the country today, and. Again, consider we're talking about a design that is, well, the design itself, over 60 years old, right? Because uh, Eugene Stoner came up with this back in the 1950s. It, it's, it shouldn't be a shock, and it certainly is not a, a sign of anything nefarious, that the most popular style of rifle sold in the country today is one that, yeah, is based on modern designs, uh, is based on a modern outlook. Uh, Uses modern materials, is lighter, is more accurate, and yeah, safer than a lot of the quote unquote traditional rifles out there. This isn't cause for alarm, unless, of course, you're a Washington Post reader or a reporter. Now, turning our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, as well as our uh, Good Deed of the Day, our Recidivist Report, and our Good Deed of the Day, uh, let's start with our Recidivist Report. Case out of Shreveport, Louisiana, where a man has been charged in a mass shooting that took place over the weekend. As it turns out, he is known to law enforcement uh, on at least one occasion. It sounds like more than one occasion, to be honest. Uh, Devin Owen Porter, who's 19 years old, Devin P- Owen Porter Jr., I should say, being held at the Caddo Correctional Center in Shreveport right now on mul- multiple charges, bond at uh, $1.2 million. He's accused of a shooting that happened early Saturday morning in downtown Shreveport um, where there were uh, multiple individuals who were shot, uh, seven people shot. Uh, a 32-year-old man was killed uh, in that shooting. Porter was arrested after a brief chase. Shreveport Police said in a probable cause statement that Porter had weapons in his possession that were used in the shooting. He was also caught on a surveillance camera at the shooting scene. Now, According to KTBS in report, Porter has a prior arrest for illegal gun possession in March of last year, a year ago. He pleaded guilty in October to misdemeanor illegal possession of stolen things. So not only was he illegally possessing the gun, apparently he was illegally possessing a stolen firearm. But he copped to a misdemeanor. He was given a six-month jail sentence that was suspended, and then he was placed on supervised probation for a year. It's unclear whether. Well, I guess it was October, so he should have still been on probation uh, at the time of this mass shooting. Sentence he was deferred until December. Oh, actually, you know what? He's not on probation because I forgot. This is the rest of the story. So (laughs) six months suspended jail sentence in October, Uh, supervised probation, sentencing deferred officially until December. Porter doesn't show up. So a bench warrant is issued for his arrest. He didn't show up in January either. But the judge recalled the bench warrant. Even though he hadn't shown up in court, the judge said, never mind and ordered the sentence in a $400 fine to be executed. So even though he's not here, we're going to go ahead and sentence him anyway, because you know he's only going to get probation. So even though he hasn't shown up in court, even though he's showing this isn't, he's not taking this seriously, we'll go forward with the plea deal. And here we are, just a couple months later. And now Porter is accused of second-degree murder. Once again, illegal possession of stolen things, aggravated obstruction of a highway, illegal use of a weapon, Resisting an officer, aggravated flight from an officer, as well as possession of a firearm or a concealed weapon by a felon. Which tells me that this was uh, last year's uh, run-in with the law was not the first time that Mr. Owen, uh, excuse me, Mr. Porter, um, had a run-in with the law. Because again, that was adjudicated as a misdemeanor offense, right? It, It was pled down to a misdemeanor. Now he's being charged with possession of a firearm by a felon which means that there had to have been a felony conviction at some point in Mr. Porter's past before this incident last March, where he was, uh, you know, pled guilty back in October and then skipped out on his sentencing, because that was a misdemeanor. So this 19-year-old has a felony conviction at some point in his history that prevents him from lawfully possessing a firearm. Despite that, the criminal justice system gave Devin Owen Porter Jr. one hell of a deal when he uh, was busted in illegal possession of a gun last year. Allowed to plead down to a misdemeanor. And that sentence remained in effect even when he skipped out on his sentencing. Yeah. Again, what what gun control law could you put on the books that is going to stop someone like Devin Owen Porter when the criminal justice system... Is failing to deal with him and others like him when they have the opportunity right now. They had the opportunity to put him behind bars. They had the opportunity to get tough on young Mr. Porter. Multiple opportunities, it sounds like. And it sounds like in every chance that they had, they took a pass and they gave him a slap on the wrist. And now this 19 year old is facing the most serious charges of his young life, accused of killing a man and shooting six others on the streets of Sh- Shreveport over the weekend. Today's Armed citizen story from Smyrna, Georgia, where police say a woman killed an intruder who smashed into her window or smashed into uh, her apartment. Didn't know uh, this guy. This apparently was not some you know domestic incident or something like that. This was just sort of a random encounter. Uh, police say that no charges will be filed. It appears that the two did not know each other. Smyrna police says they got a call about a person shot at the Alder Park apartments. When officers got to the scene, they found a man shot to death in an apartment. Uh, In an update on Friday, police said the man had broken into the woman's home. Resident told police she heard someone beating on the front door around uh, just before eight o'clock the night before. Uh, It was was Thursday evening. said the man then walked around to her kitchen window and started banging on that window to the point that it ultimately shattered. The woman is yelling and screaming at him to stop, but he then climbs in through the broken window, and police say that is when the woman shot him. Uh, As of right now, police have not released the man's identity. We don't have, again, uh, any uh, possible information about a motive. But what we do know is that this woman had every right to protect and defend herself in her home, and I'm glad to know that she's not going to be facing charges. We'll see if we can bring any updates to you uh, as they become available. Finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, when able to do the right thing, a FedEx driver in Florida who uh, came to the aid of another woman who had passed out uh, in a field who recently had a, a chance to reconnect. Sharon Collar uh, is the woman who passed out. Yisel Rivera is the uh, FedEx driver in question. Rivera just pulled into Collar's driveway to deliver some packages. This was earlier this month, and she noticed Collar laying on the ground. Um, so she ran over, asked if she needed help, stayed with her until her family arrived. Uh, Sharon Collar says, I felt like she needed some recognition, saying, you know, she didn't have to stop or anything. She could have just delivered the packages over there. I will say, if you see somebody laying on the ground and you just go about your day, uh, that's pretty callous. I'd like to think that most of us would have responded the same way that Taisal Rivera did when she saw Sharon Collar laying on the ground, but uh, you never know. Um, Rivera said she was happy to help. She says, it's my nature to help people and, and be kind and respond. Sharon Collard says she doesn't know how long she was lying in the grass. She doesn't know what would have happened if Rivera hadn't seen her. But uh, she said that Rivera, in her opinion, saved her life, saying she is definitely my hero. So in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Um, Eisel Rivera, FedEx driver there in Florida, we thank you for your very, very good deed. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, again, I really appreciate you being here, taking part in CAM and coming each and every day. And I'm looking forward to being back with you again tomorrow. We have a lot to talk about. We are eyeing up carry in Florida, uh, as well as Nebraska, where LB 77 is back on the legislative calendar on Tuesday for second reading. Hopefully we can get that out of the way. And on to third reading here in the days ahead, and we'll see not one but two, potentially even more states, become constitutional carry this year. So the possibility of a south carolina and louisiana as well make sure you're following along at buryingarms.com we're keeping you up to date on all of the latest second amendment news and information out there and if you like what you see i'd always encourage you to become a vip member as well just go to barryandarms.com slash subscribe use the pro- promo code GunRights, and you can get a significant savings on your vip membership as i was saying thanks for showing your support we're going to give you exclusive news stories commentary analysis you won't find anywhere else because your support does matter and it really does make a difference so thank you again Enjoy the rest of your Monday it's the best you can for a Monday anyway. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.